Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 217. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Welcome, Fire Nation, and a quick shout out to our sponsors, Audible and Ting. Fire Nation, get the credit you deserve, cell phone credit that is. With Ting Mobile, you receive credits on any unused device. That's right. Ting will drop you down to whatever level you hit, then credit the difference on your next bill. Visit fire.ting.com to receive a $25 credit today. Fire Nation, did you know audible.com offers individual audiobook downloads in addition to their Audible listener program? Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Bob Berg. Bob, are you prepared to ignite? John Lee, I am ready and fired up to ignite. Oh, I love it. Thank you for the use of my middle name. Bob is a sought-after speaker at corporate conventions and entrepreneurial events. He has addressed audiences ranging from 50 to 16,000, sharing the platform with today's top thought leaders, broadcast personalities, Olympic athletes, and political leaders, including a former president of the United States. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Bob, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business. Well, I'm a former broadcaster who graduated into sales, realized when getting into sales that although I intuitively knew it was about bringing value to others, I knew nothing about sales and I needed to learn the skill. So I studied people back then. This is almost 30 years ago when I first started in sales, Tom Hopkins, Zig Ziglar, and and the greats, and, and really made a study of it and realized that sales was really about learning about yourself and about others, and that to the degree that you not only learned systems, but learned how to improve yourself on the inside, that was the degree that to, to which success was going to manifest itself on the outside, externally. So began to do that, had a successful uh, selling career, and but really and really love teaching it as well. And so it was sort of a natural to go into my own business where I could sell for myself and uh, and have been doing that close to 25 years now where I've been speaking to major sales organizations and so forth on uh, basically on cultivating mutually beneficial relationships resulting in a network of endless referral business and uh, ongoing high quality prospects. Wow. Well, we're definitely going to be delving much more into everything about your business later on in the interview. And I do have to say, you've mentioned some of my idols as well. So even the younger generation is still looking at those Zig Ziglar's, those Tom Hopkins with just awe. And those are timeless bits of advice that they just pass out freely. Absolutely. Oh, they're, they're masters. Absolutely. Masters. So Bob, we love starting Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote. It gets that motivational ball rolling. It gets Fire Nation pumped up for the rest of this great content you have for us. So take it away. 
I would say that, that when it comes right down to it, all things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to those people they know, like, and trust. Boom. Those words are so true. And especially in this day and age of content marketing, you're just hearing that over and over again and seeing the reality of that over and over again. Bob, share with us how you actually apply this mentality to your everyday life, to your business. Well, in a, in a sense, it's all about building relationships, any, any type of business success, any type of, type of life success. Of course, today we're talking more in, the, in the, the context of business, but it is all about relationships and it doesn't matter whether it's in person or online. It's still all about asking the question, how can I bring value to this other person? How can I move from what I call an I focus or me focus to an other focus, looking to constantly and consistently provide value to others and communicate that value in such a way that it's meaningful to them. So how have you specifically found success doing this? It really is just a matter of, of not making it any more complex than it needs to be, but simply meeting people and putting the focus on them. You can, you can meet someone right away and, and ask them about their business. You can ask them uh, what I call feel-good questions. You know, when you yes. find out that this new person you've met, his name is Gary, and you ask what he does, and he tells you he sells copying machines, uh, and he asks what you do, tell him what you do, but, brief, but just very briefly, uh, you know, as in instead of a, an elevator speech, which he doesn't care about, uh, just tell them basically what you do and then go right back to asking questions about him. Feel good questions are simply questions that are, are meant to make this person feel good about you, about, about them, or excuse me, about themselves, about the conversation and about you. They're not salesy in nature. They're not prospecting in nature, but they build a great rapport because what they do is they communicate that you're looking to focus on them and add value to them. For example, you might ask Gary, how did you get started selling copying machines? Right. How did you get started selling copying machines? Not a slick question, not a clever question, very mundane, but people really enjoy answering that question because you've done something for them that most people don't do. You made them the star. You put the focus on them. You ask them to tell you their story. Asking the questions such as, what do you enjoy most? about selling copying machines. Again, who asked this question? <laughs> so by the very nature, it makes this person feel good about themselves and feel good about you. We can ask what I call the one key question. This isn't even one of my feel good questions. This is a, uh, what I call the one key question asked after the initial rapport has begun to be established. And that is, uh, Gary, how can I know if somebody I'm talking to would be a good prospect for you? I mean, just by asking this question first, you've again separated yourself from everyone else. You've again communicated that you're a, a new resource of value to and for that person. And by the very nature of the, the way you framed the question, his answer is going to help you to help him. So you've immediately, just by taking the focus off yourself and putting it on how to add value to that person, you have just increased your value in their mind's eye. Boom. Those are incredible insights, Bob. And I have seen that exact result with Entrepreneur on Fire. It's all about the power of relationships. I'm reaching out to these incredible entrepreneurs such as yourself and asking you to share your journey. And 
you're doing that and we're building a connection during this interview and forming a relationship. And it has just been the reason why I've been able to grow Entrepreneur on Fire from a podcast that just six months ago launched with nothing to getting over 200,000 unique downloads every single month because of people like yourself willing to share your incredible journey and build relationships with others. So thank you for paying it forward, Bob. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. But if you're getting that many unique uh, visits, you're doing something very, very right, my friend. Congratulations. Thanks, Bob. It's been a blast. So this is about you and your entrepreneurial journey. And we want to talk about a failure, a challenge, an obstacle that you've encountered at some point in your life. Obviously, entrepreneurs fail multiple times throughout their journey. But Share with Fire Nation one specific time when you did fail or when you faced this challenge or obstacle that you had to dig deep to overcome. And how'd you overcome that? Coming up with one failure would be very difficult. Well, <laughs> That's a know, challenge. Because Yeah, because life is filled with failures. Uh, you know, we know this. I don't think there's any successful entrepreneur. And we can go back to all the, the bromides and all the old sayings about persistence and about how that relates to success. You know, it's interesting. My friends, uh, Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton yes. have, a, have a book called Go For No. And the very nature, it's go for no, G-O-F-O-R-N-O.com. Their, their book is a very short book, very powerful. And I bring this up because when you talk about failures, because really what we do is we fail our way to success. Right. And what they talk about in the book is not only should know, see their, 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 their tagline is yes is the destination, no is how you get there. And we can say that no's are, maybe it's people telling us no, but maybe those no's are just the times we fall and trip over ourselves or the times we stumble and do things wrong or right. what have you. But they talk about not just getting those, not just putting up with them, but actually embracing them and utilizing them as a catalyst to victory. And that's the key. I mean, I can think of a time when I was just, as I was starting the speaking business, which, you know, is again, like any other venture, it, it's... It, it has to, you have to have a plan. You have to do it right. It's a business. And I remember a couple of years into it, you know, I was doing okay. And I was just at the point where it was ready to, to hit, but I was also having trouble paying the bills. And it was at that sort of point. And, and I would admit that I was, you know, <laughs> looking at the newspaper want ads and thinking, hmm, maybe I need to get a part-time job in sales <laughs> while I'm keeping this going. I was really depressed and, and because I really didn't want to be working for anybody else anymore. I loved what I was doing. I knew I could make it work, but it was really, I was, I was just really hitting a tough patch, uh, a dip as, as Seth Godin uh, right. in his book. And I used to have a, a saying when I was in direct selling and that was, I called it one more call. And what that meant was that at the end of the day, no matter what, at, at, at the end of the day, when it was time to go home, I would make one more call. I didn't have to get a yes. I just needed to make one more call. But that one more call, I can't tell you how often it resulted in a yes. And so I decided, you know what? This might be the weekend. I really do need to go through the one ads and apply for a job. It's really, but you know what? I'm going to make one more because it was the end of the day. It was a Friday. At the end of the day, I made one more call. And it was to a group, an organization, and I got to tell you, I never thought they would be interested in what I was doing, but that wasn't the agreement. The agreement was just I had to make one more call. 
And I called and spoke with the person, and it just happened that they put on these seminars throughout all their state divisions. And they were looking for a unique program such as the one I happened to be offering. And that actual one more call uh, kept me booked for three years. And it wasn't my only bookings, but what it did is it gave me, and it wasn't the highest fees. And back then, I wasn't receiving particularly high fees. But it kept me in business for three years and it gave me the confidence to know that I could do this. So, you know, uh, that, that's really what we have to do sometimes and, and is just know that we're going to get these no's and there's times it's going to be tough. That's part of entrepreneurship, but we've got to just keep making that one more call. I would really suggest uh, Richard and Andrea's book. Well, we will definitely be linking that up in the show notes, Bob. It's entrepreneuronfire.com slash Bob Berg. Everything that we're talking about in today's episode is going to be linked up there, including gofornow.com. And Bob, that is just so powerful for so many reasons. And it reminds me of the book, The Compound Effect with Darren Hardy, who is the founder of Success Magazine, where he talks about how little actions can add up to something big because it doesn't seem like it's that huge of a hurdle to make one more phone call. But that's five more phone calls a week. That's 20 more a month. Thank you for sharing that. And it's a great segue to our next topic, which is the aha moment, a lightning bulb. Because just like with failure and challenges and obstacles that are part of our everyday journey, we as entrepreneurs also have these inspiring aha moments when we say, wow, this is my authentic self. This is going to resonate with my target market. And then we drive forward. Share an aha moment that you've had, Bob, at some point in your journey and how you turned that moment into success. It's a great question. I'm, I'm not sure that there was one aha moment for me. I'm not the type that gets epiphanies as much as I sort of build on small successes. And that's something I, I had learned from my dad many years ago. My, my dad was the, uh, went after World War II, my dad lived in Miami Beach and he was the trainer or he's the manager of the famous Fifth Street Fight Gym for oh, yeah. Angelo, Angelo and Chris Dundee. Who, you know, Angelo, of course, later went on to become Muhammad Ali's trainer and and Sugar Ray Leonard's trainer, and he was sort of the dean of, but you know, this is back in the 50s, the gym was just getting big, they still had great fighters, but dad said one of the, the genius aspects of Angelo Dundee was the way he'd bring his fighters along by building on their small successes, so he'd take a, a fighter who was young, had great potential, great talent, but hadn't yet been developed, and he'd match this guy up so that on his worst day, he'd be just a little bit better than the opponent on his best day. Yes. So, you know, Angelo's fighter would, would usually win. He'd get a little bit better, and, and he'd also get a little bit more confident. So now he was up to here on his worst day, which was a little bit, you know, higher than before. And Angelo would set him up with a fighter who was now up to here on his best day. Again, a little higher than the last opponent, but not enough to beat his guy. Right. And Angelo would do this constantly. So he'd build a record for the guy, you know, 24 and 1 or 25 and 0. And the guy was getting better, getting more respected, getting more confidence, getting better fights, getting more pay. And this is how Angelo would bring a fighter along. And I thought that was a great lesson. And it's something I've always tried to do. You know, working outside our comfort zone, we always talk about working outside our comfort zone. That's fine. And by the way, that's very legitimate. It's something we need to do. But sometimes when we try to operate consistently and always out of our comfort zone, we put ourselves in a position to lose. 
and we can lose some confidence and we tend to avoid doing those things that are too far outside our comfort zone. I don't think it's an either or. I think sometimes we need to be working outside our comfort zone because that's where we're going to get significant improvement. But we also need to be building on our small successes. And you mentioned authentic. And in the fourth law of John David Mann's in my book, The Go-Giver, is the law of authenticity, which says the most valuable gift you have to offer is yourself. And in this chapter, and of course, it's a, 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 a short business parable, a business fable, one of the mentors, Deborah Davenport, uh, tells a story about how she learned early in her sales career that all the skills, as important as they are, the sales skills, technical skills, people skills, they're very, very important, but they're all for naught if you don't come at it from your true, authentic core. When you do and you show up as yourself, people feel good about you. They know you, like you, trust you, they respect you. Uh, it's that kind of, it, it's, it's as uh, Gandhi talked about integrity as being when everything you think and everything you feel and everything you say and everything you do are in alignment. That kind of congruency is powerful. And part of that is understanding the value that we have to offer the marketplace, not just our intrinsic value, which we all have by being born, but also our skills, talents, characteristics, and capabilities that help us to provide value to the marketplace. Because we've got to realize, John Lee, that money is simply an echo of value. It's the thunder to values lightning, which simply means that the value must come first. And the the money is simply a direct and natural result of the value you provide to others. Boom. I love that entire section, Bob, for so many reasons. And I love to always walk away from each great section like that with one clear takeaway. So if you could just sum up in one sentence everything that you just said, what would that be? Understanding that shifting your focus uh, from... From getting to giving, and in this case, when we say giving in the business context, we simply mean constantly and consistently providing value to others. Oh, love that. In fact, so many people, when I'm being interviewed on other shows, love to ask me what my favorite quote is. And I always quote Albert Einstein, try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. And I love that quote because it really is the mentality that I have for Entrepreneur on Fire by providing value first and foremost. Well, and you know, it, well, it's interesting about that quote because I have, a, I have a little bit of a different spin on it if you want to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Well, I have a feeling, and I don't know this for a fact, but I think that there was a little bit of a, a misquote of what Einstein probably said. And again, I don't know this for sure, but here's what I'm thinking. When he says, try not to become a man of success, but a man of value, it almost sounds like, see, I have a feeling that what he probably said is, try not to become a man of only financial success. Because to me, to be a success, you must be a person of value. So I think it goes back to how we define our terms. If we define success as only financial, well, then I think the quote makes perfect sense. But Einstein was, was pretty wise. <laughs> he was Einstein. <laughs> and I mean, when people said, who do you think you are, Einstein? He's, he could say yes. yes. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, 
I would like to say, if, if, if we're going to use that quote, I would say, try not to be a person of only financial success, but rather focus on being of value. But again, that's just me. I tend to take words very, very literally sometimes. And, um, you know, so to me, I equate success with being of value. I'm glad you brought that up because I love how people interpret certain things. And like you said, you love words and you really study words specifically. And so I'll give you my take on this. What I love about this quote is that I truly believe if you provide enough value, success will follow. And it's not the other way around. And one thing that this quote says to me is that, you know what? There are a lot of successful people in this world that provide no value. And honestly, power to them. If that makes them happy, they should keep on doing that. If that's their definition of success, that's great. For me, it's important to be successful by providing value. So I love this quote because to me, the interpretation is by providing enough value to enough people, you will attain success. So that's how I interpret it. I'm really glad you shared your interpretation, Bob. We could go back and forth all day on this. I think it's great to get different takes and angles on it. But I want to throw you a curveball here. Have you had an I've made it moment? Never. And I don't plan to. (laughs) I'm too too busy learning. That is a great response and exactly why I asked this question, Bob. Every entrepreneur looks at this question differently. Everybody answers it differently. Some people say, John, I have an I've made it moment every single day. I mean, look at the life I'm living. Other people say, John, I will never have an I've made a moment because that will denote the end of my journey. And I never want to be at the end of my journey. For me, it's all about the journey itself, the milestones and the achievements and accomplishments you're hitting along the way, the importance of appreciating those. So the follow-up question to this, Bob, is are you enjoying your journey? Oh, I am so, so blessed. I mean, I, I, my goodness, I, almost indescribable that I get to do what I do and live the life I live. Uh, so yeah, I'm enjoying it a lot. Oh, hey, and, and I think this is important, John Lee. I don't want anybody out there listening to think that that means I'm always uh, stepping forward. I get plenty of setbacks, okay, <laughs> and that you know, and there's times I just have a yucky day and all these things. So, you know, sometimes I think we we're we're in this uh, society where we we kind of look at people, we hold people up higher than maybe where they should be. So uh, when I say I, I love my life and love what I'm doing and get to do and I live in gratitude, I mean all that. But that doesn't mean that uh, I don't make my share of mistakes, plenty of them still, that I don't say things that I think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just said that and all the other things. But, yeah, in general, I, I am so blessed. It's beyond words. Mm, so glad to hear it. Thank you for sharing that, Bob. So let's move into your current business right now. Share with Fire Nation one thing that is really exciting you right now. Well, you know, we continue to promote the Go-Giver book. That, that's been my biggest seller, and it's um, one that we really feel has helped make a, a difference in a lot of people's lives and a lot of businesses. I was honored to, to be able to co-author this with John David Mann, who was really the lead writer and storyteller. So again, I I really lucked out. And um, one of the things that we're doing right now that's very excited is we're building a very large um, group of what we call certified go-giver 
coaches. Nice. Where people actually, yeah, they buy the rights to um, to teach all the go-giver materials, which includes for endless referrals and the positive persuasion and all the different things we do. And we show them how to do it. And we have constant coaching and mentoring within it and so forth. So that's my big thing right now that we're building and, and just having a, a great time. We've got such a wonderful team of people. That is incredibly exciting stuff. And we'll be linking up the go-giver in the show notes, as well as everything else that we're mentioning in this episode. And before we move on, let's take a second to thank our sponsors, Audible and Ting. Audible is a leader in offering premium digital audio entertainment. At audible.com, you can choose from thousands of titles in multiple genres, making this service something the entire family can enjoy. Purchase individual audiobooks or sign up for the Audible Listener Program to reap the benefits of book credits given to you each month for one low monthly fee. Once you download your favorite audiobooks, it's easy to listen to them anywhere you are, anytime you want. Access them on your PC, burn them to CDs, or upload them to your iPod or other MP3 device for easy listening on the go. Audible.com is quick, easy, fun, and affordable entertainment for all ages, all the time. Audible and Entrepreneur on Fire would like to thank you for listening to today's episode by offering you this. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial by signing up at audiblepodcast.com slash fire. That's audiblepodcast.com slash fire. Now let's chat about Ting. Fire Nation, are you tired of signing two-year contracts paying for early termination fees, and constantly worrying about going over your minutes. With Ting, you don't have to worry about any of these things. Ting offers a truly unique service that simply charges you for what you use. Nothing more, nothing less. With Ting, there are no add-on charges, no mysterious line items on your bill, and no hidden charges or recovery fees. Ting also offers a powerful online account control panel where you can view your usage, update your personal info, and view your monthly statements. Fire Nation, Ting has offered us a pretty incredible deal. If you visit fire.ting.com, you'll receive a $25 credit, good towards a new device or towards services. That's fire.ting.com. So Bob, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round, and this is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Uh, sounds like a plan. We'll, we'll see how this plan works out. <laughs> I, I get nervous with these, so I'll, I'll do my best. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? A lack of confidence that I had certain business skills. Uh, you know, my, my strength is uh, sales. Uh, the actual business aspect, not a strength of mine. What is the best business advice you've ever received? Oh, 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 I love this. This was from a guy when I was in sales. He was an old, older, kind of retired guy. Nice man. I only met him once or twice. He said, Berg, if you want to make a lot of money in business, do not have making money as your target. Make serving people your target. Wow. When you hit the target, you'll get a reward. The reward will be money. But the money is not the target. It's only the reward for hitting the target. Oh, I could cycle that back to my providing value first Einstein quote, but I don't want to open exactly. up that can of worms. <laughs> that, no, that, that's, that's what we say. Money is an echo of value. That, that was the inspiration for that. I love it, Bob. What is something that's working for you right now? 
What's working for me right now is I've got a wonderful business partner named Kathy Zader who just is brilliant and terrific and allows me, does so many things well, John Lee, that she allows me to focus on the few things that I do really well. Oh, the setting up of this interview, she was amazing. I mean, that is priceless. Oh, thank you. So, Bob, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? We utilize Infusionsoft, for example, but I couldn't tell you how to use it. (laughs) I just know that we do what works, but it's because of Kathy and Carrie and Michelle and the different people who, who, you know, who do these things that just uh, do such a terrific job. Well, Infusionsoft is something I'm just starting to wrap my head around. A lot of the top online entrepreneurs are really diving into this. They just had InfusionCon uh-huh. a couple months ago, which 2,000 people showed up at. So they're definitely doing something right. Yep, absolutely. They sure are. Well, and Fire Nation knows, Bob, that they can find the links to this specific resource and everything else we mentioned today at entrepreneuronfire.com slash Bob Berg, your personal show notes page. So Bob, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Um, well, here's the thing. I, there, are, there are tons of great books, just wonderful, wonderful, magnificent books, depending upon what you're looking for. I would say the first one to read, and many of your listeners already have, but it would be the one that if there's, you know, the say one, it would be Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And that, that's the one to start with. That book has been recommended more than one time as an entrepreneur on fire because it is just a classic. So, Fire Nation, you can get this audio version for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, eofirebook.com. And this book is incredible. It's a great place to start, as Bob said. So, Bob, this next question is my favorite. It's kind of tricky. So, take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would first uh, ask myself how I can can best find a way to provide value uh, to others because we know that in a free market-based economy, uh, the only way people are going to buy from you, do business with you, refer you to others, is when they feel that they are receiving more in-use value than what they are paying for. So, you know, before I could go and actually do the specific things, I'd first have to ask myself the question, you know, how would I add that value? Then I would look at my strengths. I would look at what I would like to do and hopefully align the two of them. And of course, then aside from what my strengths are and what I want to do, then you've got to ask, is it what will people, is it something people will find valuable? In other words, will the market pay for this value? Uh, and then I'd go from there and, uh, and I'd come up with something. Bob, that was actionable advice. And you've given us incredible actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Thank you. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, share how we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, I would say that whatever it is you want to do, you you need to, of course, know what that is. As Napoleon Hill talked about, having that definitiveness of purpose, knowing 
what that big thing is. What is it that you desire? That was the first of his 13 principles. Uh, then you've really got to seek out and find the information. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Find the system and follow it. Uh, you've got to take action. You know, knowledge without action is the same as not having that knowledge. You must be persistent. That was his eighth, uh, eighth principle. Must be persistent. Go, you know, you go for no. Get those no's and, and get plenty of them and move toward yes. And then, of course, have the faith. Uh, or the belief, what he would say faith, which is his, it was his second principle, and put that into the mix. That faith is what keeps you, that belief in what you're doing is what keeps you 10 feet tall and bulletproof during the process. So if you do that, you almost cannot, uh, cannot fail. Great insights. How can we find you? Uh, Berg.com, B-U-R-G.com. Uh, you can connect with me there on social media. Go to my blog, download chapter one of The Go-Giver, see a neat little video overview of The Go-Giver, and uh, come by and hang around. Wow. Entrepreneuronfire.com slash Bob Berg will be where all of these resources and links are going to be put up at. Bob, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, and experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. And now let's give it up for our five-star reviews. Derek Coburn, Christopher Stafford, Stevie PDX, Tim Thompson, 2012, B. Colette 7, Chicken Talk, KSMBA, Navy CJ in Game Changer. Thank you so much for supporting Entrepreneur on Fire. And I look forward to thanking everybody who does the same. Fire Nation, what great idea do you have brewing inside you? Enough brewing. Take powerful action today. Go grab your domain and get your website up. I've created a simple seven-minute tutorial that will walk you through acquiring your domain for free all the way to your first post. Go to eofirewebsite.com to access this great tutorial, your free domain, and much more. That's eofirewebsite.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.